Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. You're invited to a totally Christmas open house this Friday through Sunday at Prairie Gardens. Come see what's new. Shop exclusive open house three-day specials. Find your perfect Christmas tree with the area's largest selection. And every tree is guaranteed. And enter to win your favorite decorated Christmas tree free. Join us this Friday through Sunday for a totally Christmas open house. Only at Prairie Gardens. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, and ho, 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 totally Christmas. Good morning and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel. We are here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So come on into the store, join us, or if you want, you can join us by phone at 217-356-9397. That's 356-WDWS. You can also text us at 217-351-5357. Our plant experts are here, Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Mr. Steve Brown. And good morning to you. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, we're kicking it off, huh? Totally Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, so those of you that may, maybe you don't know, but uh, this is the Totally Christmas Open House Weekend. And yesterday was the first day. It goes wow. on today and tomorrow as well. Yeah. Three full days of Christmas cheer. Yep. Yep. I'm ready for another exciting day. Boy, it was fun yesterday. Yeah, it, was. Uh, we it really a, was. We had a was great traffic, lots of customers yesterday, and people were just enjoying the moment, yeah. walking around and savoring. And it was uh, just a whole lot of fun. Lots of, yes, lots it was. of eye candy here. Yes. Certainly oh. plenty of neat stuff to choose from. That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we look forward to it with Prairie Gardens. Yeah, it is. It's really fun to... To help make make decisions with people, you know. I bet. Yeah. Oh, how fun! Yeah, and that's a big part of what it is because you you kick off and you show what's new, and and after Thanksgiving, there's just more hustle and people are in a hurry to get decorated and whatnot. Yeah. And right now, there's I don't know, just a greater opportunity to talk to the buyer, talk to the designer, get some ideas, uh, show you how you can put this together and that together, just to make it even more cool at home. So. That's what's fun about the open house. Fun time. Right. You know, I went through last night, and I'm proud of myself. I sorted through all of my Christmas stuff. Because wow. Wow. I have a, a surrogate daughter now with uh, an extra three grandkids for me now. Wow. So, and they don't have a lot. Um, when they moved, they didn't mess with a lot. So I was going through and seeing what I could give her and what I could purge. And when you have a lot anyway built up, it was good to do. But then I started realizing I don't have you know, enough cranberry Chain you or always got to have some berries. I, I don't have enough battery operated lights, <laughs> white lights. Battery operated. Maybe right. I should get some more battery operated. Yeah. Uh, colored lights and yeah. Ah oh, man, just, go for it. Yep. And it's, I hope you made a list because I'm going to work it with you. Okay, how fun. <laughs> just, just just looking at some of the sales recaps from yesterday, we've got a new cascading 
I, don't, I hate to call it an icicle light because it doesn't do it justice, but it's uh, they're like pendants, and they're they're the same as our compact and cluster lights, but they're in a pendant shape, and it's a set that has I think six pendants. That's correct. Anywhere from about a foot and a half to maybe two and a half feet long, three oh, different wow. lengths. And Marianne did this incredible tree back in the uh, in the artificial tree room with it, and we sold quite a few of those yesterday. They're, they're just, just really phenomenal. pretty. I I. The, I think it was the first day or two we got them on the shelves, and I happened to walk by, and the package caught my eye. I don't know why, but it did. And I I bought two sets that day for my front yard. Wow. That's, Isn't that cool? <laughs> they were, and then at I, putting them up, it's like, wow. <laughs> I think they're going to be incredible out, outdoors. Outdoors, yeah, oh, I do, Absolutely. Too. They were really attractive indoors. They were... Um, they're just they're a unique thing, and you could use them along a facade, a soffit of the home. You could uh, the packaging shows them in a tree. So if you had a, a tree in your yard, you could you know scatter them throughout the branches in the tree and hang down as a, a cluster. Foot so they're just to two foot crystals or icicles. Yeah, it's a pendant more probably. Okay. Uh, but it's it's they're just phenomenal. A faux it's icicle spaced part. So that you, they're not all just clustered together. So, or you can do that, but they're, you have the different. option of having them about seven feet apart. Yeah. And it looks nice. like they're they're dripping or flowing. Yeah, I pretty cool. And they've got a controller, so you can make them do yeah, about whatever different you want functions. To do. Oh, I have to go check it out. Flash and dance. <laughs> are they just still? I'm I'm just loving the dancing bear up there. Or not dancing. He's uh, you got the bear up there, doing all sorts of hanging from the trapeze. Yeah, if you turn right behind you. Yeah, yeah. Bert, Bert's been doing that for about 25, 30 years. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's tired, really? but he's going to keep on keeping on. I See, I love that kind of stuff. This might be Bert's cousin or second cousin twice removed, oh. but uh, we've been through a few it's Bert's. like Lassie. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't make Bert anymore, so oh Bert's got to last. <laughs> and you have Santas here, and you've got big reindeer here, and it's just so fun yep. to see what all you have. Yep. Yeah, and John That's and Megan so- drug out a lot of the old retro uh, props from years gone by because you re- realize this is our 58th Christmas open house. Uh, so if you go back to 1964, there's a few props that have been accumulated over the years. So Megan and John went where no man's gone before and fought through some of the storage area and, and pulled out a lot of things it's, that uh, yeah. are from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah, it's really cool to it. see the the vintage thing. Right, I'm going to call them vintage. Sure, because, why not? Uh, that's kind of a past era, and it's neat to see. And, and some of them have a little wear on them, but I think that makes them really charming. So, sure, yeah, so, absolutely. You know, lets you, makes you think about Christmas past. And, yep. Yeah, so it's really kind of cool to see all this stuff. It is neat. Isn't it funny when yeah. your, your perspective on what's vintage. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> well, your vintage might be 60s or 70s. Somebody else's vintage might be 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. It's mid-mod. Mid-mod. I love it. Yeah. But anyway, the store's, the store's absolutely gorgeous. Everybody did a, a tremendous job. And, you know, we, we pushed back the open house this year for a reason, and that's just to make sure everything that they had selected to to show and to share this Christmas season had enough time to come in together and be displayed. Because if we would have done it a few weeks ago, it would have been a half story. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as impressive. But by waiting as long as we did and enough other things finally came in, that it's just phenomenal. They just did a tremendous job. Yeah, truly it is. Beautiful. Mm. And the fresh stuff. 
is rolling in right and left, folks. Yeah. Yes, it is. All of our Bows, fresh greens, yeah. Yeah, literally on the, the fresh greens. We don't have any trees in yet, but the fresh greens, the only things that aren't in yet are the spruce tips, right. which will be in any day. Any moment now. And yep. then the white pine garland. Yep. But everything else, all the other roping and garland, all the wreaths, all the boughs and bunches of greens and twigs and all that stuff is in here. So if somebody wants to make porch pots... There's not much holding you back right now. That's right. Yeah. You can do it before the pots freeze. I, oh. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just going to say. We still can take advantage of the, the nice weather to get it taken care of. But nice weather. That's a relative phrase, isn't it? Well, well maybe, yeah. maybe not yesterday or today <laughs> above, or tomorrow. Above, but above 32. Yeah. <laughs> Starting Monday again, it'll be a little bit Yeah, that's true. Most of the week is going to be okay. Yeah. So that's rolling in. The trees start coming in on um, Monday. Monday. So we've got uh, a whole bunch of Frasers showing up Monday, and we've got a whole bunch more Frasers showing up Tuesday. The balsams out of Canada are loading up this weekend, and they'll be here next week. Um, white pines will be here by the end of the week, or the scotch pines. Scotch. Um, and, yeah, I think mm-hmm. by next weekend we'll probably have... Thousands and thousands and thousands of trees hanging out. Live. And if you should happen to want a live tree up to put in the ground after Christmas, oh, we got a shipment of those in. Really? Different different varieties. And, man, do they look great. Uh, you, yeah. There's white pine, yeah. Serbian spruce, yeah. Black Hill spruce, yep. maybe some Norways. I think yep. some Norways, yep. Um, yep. Like maybe five to six different sizes and choices. That's so those are good. Plus right. some incredible Alberta spruce. I mean, the Alberta spruce are in the pots, maybe what, 30 inches tall or so and uh, twenty four ninety seven for a three-gallon pot. Great buy. So yeah. it's, a, it's a fantastic one. We'll sell hundreds and hundreds of those guys. Um, and then you've got some tall Albertas that are six and a half feet in the pot. Absolutely, pot. yes. So everything in between. So again, these are the kind of things where you can use as front porch decor, mm-hmm. um, just outside your window, keep them watered. Or, like Marianne said, if you want to bring them inside the house for a few days around yeah. Christmas time. But it'd be the kind of thing where if you're going to plant them in the ground, dig the hole, keep the soil in the garage or someplace where it's not going to freeze in a yes. wheelbarrow or in a sack or something like that. What a great idea. Just and then uh, keep the trees outdoors until you're ready to bring it in for two or three days. Keep it well watered inside and then get it back outside. Or, you know, if you have a patio door or a large window or something, decorate the tree outside right in front of that window. Yep. Oh. So, which is a nice option. It sure is. I love that idea. And then plant the tree. What a what a memory! Right. So you mentioned sizes. They come in sizes, which uh, what, give me a variety of. Well, we've got range. stuff anywhere from a foot tall to <gasps> six <laughs> feet tall, six and a half feet tall. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's great. Nice bunch of plants. Yeah. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. You can join in by calling 217-356-9397. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? What? I got my bulbs planted. Oh, yay. Good for you. (laughs) Wow. Now, Now what? I mean... Yeah. yeah, like you don't have anything else to the do. Pressure's o- yeah, the pressure's bring, over. Bring your Christmas cactus in. That's what you need to oh, do. Oh, shoot, I did forget to do that. Oops. <laughs> Doing a bath right now. It's like, this is November. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Before Thanksgiving. That's right. Dang, girl. I know. No December or January I know. There's, the pressure. There's no pressure now. Speaking like, of Christmas cactus, yes. are the ones that have come in this year the best ever? Oh, my they gosh. are... 
the, beautiful. The, small, the quote unquote <laughs> small ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're four and a half inch pots. They are stuffed with cuttings, and they're probably six to seven inches taller than the pot. Loaded with color. Loaded, Loaded. with blooms. Oh, I mean, yeah. so you know, so, cracking showing enough color to enjoy them now, but so many buds that are tight. So you're going to enjoy them for a weeks. couple months. Absolutely. And then weeks the and larger pots, the six-inch pots, are just phenomenal. And they're a little bit further behind. They're a little bit tighter, uh-huh. uh, which is great. Because yep. I wouldn't be surprised if you wouldn't have color on those until January. Oh, probably. I would say yes. So lots of... Just at this... Loaded with buds, both sizes. Yeah. Loaded. And we'll have poinsettias available by next weekend. Uh, they're just about about ready to go, so those will be available by next weekend, too. Norfolks are out there now. Orchids, tremendous selection. We'll have even more by next weekend. We've got a fresh shipment of those coming in. Cool. Uh, and ceramic pots, so any holiday color. We got it. That's nice. Yeah. It's time. Pretty cool. Orchids, I think, also make a nice gift if you are going to someone else's home for Thanksgiving and you want to take right. a little something-something to say thank you for doing all of the work. Yeah, yep. it looks good yeah, with any food sure. dish that you prepare. Does yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Right, John? It does. Oh, yeah. All right, let me, let me, let me talk to John about that. Okay. Not, not you two. <laughs> okay. John? It creates an experience. That's right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it helps complete the experience, right? Completes the experience. Good people. Okay. Good food. So when I come over, John will bring you an orchid, orchid. okay? Okay. (laughs) And then after you clear the table and have it all cleaned off, you put the orchid back there center, and it's just, you know, showcase. It's staying on there while we're eating. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and afterward. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) So, back to gardening. Yeah. So, Ms. Metz got the bulbs in, which is pretty cool. And there's like literally a handful of bulbs up there. So if you didn't get anything this year, they're 50 off. There are just a few choices left. Yeah, there are. I'm looking at them myself. But (laughs) you would be doing that. You'd be cleaning up outside. You still could put some fertilizer on your lawn if you wanted to. Fertilizer evergreens. Tree wrap. Mm -hmm. Tree wrap. Would be important staking if you need to stake. Uh, start to think about what you might do a little pruning on. But I'm, I'm actually that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just walking around thinking, I'm making mental notes about pruning there, pruning that, cutting that back. Why don't you put it down someplace where you're going to be able to remember? I was just going to say that I'm making mental notes, but then you're I have always to do so good it about all using your again. camera you know, to use, take pictures. Use your I do that. Camera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's your notepad. You betcha. <laughs> a picture does speak a thousand words. <laughs> oh, it works so well. And I'll find, I'll come across pictures that I took like, you know, a year or two or even three years ago of something that had just been planted. Yeah. And it's, oh, look oh. how little oh. it started off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's odd. That's what happens. Yeah. And, and seeing what you tried and so, what you liked and what you tried and you yeah. didn't end up liking. I didn't know to get that big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all make those mistakes. So you said fifty percent off the bulbs. Uh, yeah, but, but again, there's just left. there's so little left. It's been a phenomenal bulb season. Yeah, there's such. But, but if somebody somebody has a hankering to get something, but you know, again, it's not going to be the selection like we'd have in September and October. But you can still get a bulb and get it in the ground and enjoy the heck out of it next spring. A little more color. Yeah, absolutely. And then the first batch of twenty twenty two 
garden seeds uh, came in, flowers and vegetables, uh, from botanical interest. So it's an incredible selection, lots of neat sprouts, um, uh, so you can actually garden inside the home now. You know, you can start some sprout seeds now and enjoy them in five days or so. Uh, for fresh food. Steve actually wow. brought in a, a salad for for John and I of sprouts. Yeah. It was really very, very good. Oh, bad. Really interesting, really different. You don't think about sprouts being your salad. Yes. But it was really neat. But they got everything you need. Yeah. And sliced a Cherokee purple tomato just for some color. It was great. You know, and that little bit of that uh, vinaigrette dressing on there was pretty darn good. I guess we'll have to do it again. But it's probably too worded out. We may have to put it on top of some uh, conventional greens for them. <laughs> oh, well. It was pretty good. But but the seeds, uh, I love botanical interest because of their packaging. Oh, it is interesting. I it's, really like it's it. It's very cool. It's uh, artistic. It, it is. <laughs> I think yeah. they have the best directions. Yeah, they might. Yeah. I think, you know, when you read about it, and they not only cover what to do for spring, but they also address... Uh, fall uh, gardening uh, on the packaging if it's appropriate. So they, they just do a better job, I think, than the other seed manufacturers. Are you are you doing any gardening right now, Steve? Uh, harvesting anything? or? Yeah, there's still some lettuce and spinach that's being harvested. Uh, there's a few beets that the deers didn't take uh, <laughs> that are being harvested. So who knew deer like beets? Well, I, I don't think they do you necessarily pick them for do. Them, they they no. just... Okay. Pull them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, hey, something different. Yeah. yeah. But really, you know, there's nothing else that's being harvested right now in my garden. Okay. Let's uh, go to the phone lines. Sure. Okay, cool. I talked to Eric. He's phoning in at 356 9397. Hey, good morning, Eric. Thanks for calling in. Hi, good morning. Um, I had a question for you. Uh, I am um, thinking about trying to do an evergreen hedge along a fence line to, you know, uh, block a view. And uh, it seems like uh, there are a couple of different types of arbovitae that might work well there, but there's this one green giant that seems to grow really fast, but it's quite a bit wider than another one, emerald, that's more like columnar and, um, you know, wouldn't take up as much of the yard. And my question for you all is, is it possible to trim the green giant as it grows to keep it, you know, narrower, or will that uh, really not work well? How much depth do you have, Eric, from the fence Uh, to the whatever's in front of the fence? You know, probably about 12 to 15 feet, but I'd, I'd hope not to take up all of that space if possible but uh are are you willing uh, to take up eight feet oh yeah 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 but i wouldn't hesitate on the green giant then personally if you don't mind a little trimming but you'd probably have to do it maybe once a year probably but i think it would be great and you won't and you won't be doing that for years no it'll make it a little more dense probably so i think that's a great option uh I, I like it from the standpoint that, uh, well, first off, I like the texture. I think they're very durable. Um, yeah. They, <clears throat> you could theoretically space them further apart and wouldn't have to buy as many, which might afford you the opportunity to buy a little bit larger ones if you really needed part of that area uh, blocked off more quickly. Um, you know, it, it depending upon how impatient you are and how much money you want to put into the project, 
Uh, I wouldn't plant them any closer than five or six feet apart on center. But then again, I probably okay. wouldn't put them any further apart than about eight feet on center, yep. somewhere yep. in that range. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Thanks. That's very helpful. It, 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 it seems like such a great uh, tree. I just was... Uh, yeah. Hoping I could keep it, you know, in a narrower space. But uh, I, I, I much appreciate the advice. Oh, I go for it. They're yeah, beautiful trees. I, I like the texture as well as 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 Steve was saying. It's it's a, a little bit looser, yeah. but but I I am not a fan of the the rigidity of the of the emerald the emerald emeralds. Yeah, I think the emeralds work out great in a urban setting if space is really really tight. Yeah, um, and I think they're they're just a nice they're not a specimen by any means but your eye really goes to them because of the deep rich color yeah uh, they're not as maybe neutral where the green giant kind of just complements everything and maybe isn't the the one and the only focus yeah, yeah. Uh, i think the, the green giants might be a little bit better choice with some of the ice storm and snow loads that we have here definitely um, just to mention again we're talking about arborvitae we're talking about arborvitae it's a, it's okay evergreen um and to me, the emerald greens are seem a little bit have a little more formality to them as That's opposed exactly to, the, right. to the green giant. Yep. Yep. So we're all a fan. Okay. And then oh, whenever great. you do, Eric, if you are you going to try and do it yet this season, or are you going to wait till next next year? Um, I'd like to do it this season if, if, if possible. Yeah. Boy, the sooner the like better. The best time of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The sooner okay. the better, and you'll be watering regularly whenever the ground's not frozen. Assuming we don't have okay. moisture every week, and I'd mulch them in really, really well to help hold in that moisture. Any great time to do them? A foot, six? Cause no, you, no, no. Okay. Because you don't want because the foliage all is all the way down to the ground. You don't want to mound it up around the foliage. Okay. You're just going to so have it like mulch in, it. Well. Well, again, you'll have it. You won't even need to bank it cosmetic against the trunk because it's. You're not going to because the foliage is all the way up there. But okay. you're probably, when you start to get an inch or two away from the trunk, you're going to be quickly two to three to four inches thick. Okay. Yeah, up to six inches, somewhere in that range. Okay. That's, yeah. That just helps hold in the moisture. For. It'll help hold in the ground heat so the plants can root in a little bit longer. Does that help out, okay. Eric? Great. Well, I appreciate the positive feedback and the very helpful advice. Thank you. And very I think Mary Ann's got. Um, you may have some gallons. Uh, you have some three gallons and, and some, some five fives. gallons and some ten gallons and some fifteen gallons. Yeah, so she's got about <laughs> so four different got sizes. Just about of every green size giants. you want. <laughs> yep, a few sizes. Yep. Oh, excellent! Excellent. Well, great, great. And then after okay. you get everything going, you got to call us back. And tell us how it's going. <laughs> oh, I sure will. <laughs> awesome. Sounds like Thanks they grow lot, so Eric. fast. You can almost hear them, hear them growing. So. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like corn. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for calling in, Eric. Day. You too. Thank yeah. you yeah. so much. You too. You know, and sometimes you just don't realize how much they have grown over the years until because you could maybe you remember planting them and they were whatever size they were, and then you're doing something whether you're watering or mowing around them or caring for them in some way. And all of a sudden, you have to look way up at them. I know. Yeah. I, I was thinking that when, Tamara, you said taking pictures of things and looking at it, mm-hmm. thinking, wow, that grew. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a meta sequoia in my backyard, a, a Don Redwood. And when I planted it, it was a whip, about the size of my index finger. Oh. And they, they, they'll they be kind of long and lanky, 
maybe five feet, six feet tall. That was 10 years ago-ish, and it's a 40-foot tree right now. <gasps> wow. It's hard Beautiful. to remember that. You probably watched it grow. I mean, Basically, stood like, there and like was talking about it. the. <laughs> Let's go back it. to the phone lines for plant experts live at Prairie Gardens at three five six nine three nine seven. Gary, we'll get to you next, but Donna has been waiting patiently. Hey, good morning, Donna. Thanks for calling in. How can we help? Thank you. Uh, well, I bought a sun perennial, I think six weeks ago, and it's still in the pot because it was either too wet or whatever, and I never got it in the ground. And it's sitting in the pot. It was probably popped on when I bought it, and I'm wondering what to do with it. I look at the weather, you know, it's going to get down to like 20 degrees, and I don't think it's going to, the roots are going to have a chance to really settle in. So would I be better off instead of trying to plant it now to somehow keep it, you know, in the pot somewhere over winter? Or what do we do suggest I would do with this poor perennial that's been in the pot and it's, it's still got some green leaves on it, but it's, it's, uh, doesn't look too good. <laughs> that's great, Donna. This sounds like the, the normal gardener's uh, syndrome. Yeah. I, it's always my goal to have all of my perennials planted and not sitting on top of the ground before the end of the year. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> but there, there's a, a bunch of options. You you can just cover it with mulch, leave it outside where, it's, where it'll get moisture, uh, and cover the entire pot with mulch. That's one option. You could dig a hole right now and just put the slip the pot in the ground. That's another way of just uh, keeping it uh, protected for the winter. What else, John? So, so. Personally, I would go for it and and get plant it planted. It. Yeah. No reason not to. Yeah. yeah, if you know where it's going, for sure, for sure. Well, and, I'm, uh, I'm you know the, the ground is too too wet, and I have some dry that I was going to mix together. But normally you mix dry with dry, but that's probably going to be the ground will be probably be too wet, and I'm going to have some dry dirt I can put around it. That do you think that'll be okay or or not? I. I, I think you could mulch it in like Marianne was saying with some soil or some bark. But personally, uh, if I if my schedule would allow for it, I'd be out there. If you're concerned about it being too wet now, I'd be out there Wednesday or so. After we get a couple more drying days, I'd get it planted. If you know where you're going to put it permanently. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank, thank you very And So, in other words, plant it, but mulch it heavily. Over, over, over. And um, could I take this dry dirt that I have here and just put that over it? Um, I think you'd be better off with bark if, or shredded bark if you can, just to help hold the moisture and also keep the weed competition down hmm. than soil would. Let's see, what was the other thing I was going to... Oh, water it well. If, if, but, so you're saying, oh, you, I should plant Take it out of the pot, plant it, and... Uh, Okay. Well, Just like you would if it was two months ago. Exactly. Just do it. Okay. Thank you very much. I, I, the, oh, I know. Should I cut all the leaves off of it before I plant it? Nope. No. Nope. Let her do oh, its own okay. thing. Okay. Thank you Good very question, much. though. <laughs> you Thanks bet, Don. All right. Thanks so much for calling. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. James and Becky will be with you soon. Thank you for your patience. We'll go to Gary next. Good morning, Gary. Thanks for calling in. 
Good morning. I'm going to write down what you tell me this time. So I don't have to call every year. I've got a gorgeous knockout rose. Must be four, four and a half feet high. When and if and how far back should I cut it back? Wait till next spring. After you see what damage is done to it. Yep. Is your still is your uh, okay. knockout still blooming, Gary? Yes, it is. Mine is too. Yeah, it's, it's just like so. It next to the, it, it's next to the house and it's under an eave, so it just is pretty well protected. That's awesome. Nice. I, I just love looking out and seeing those flowers now. It's great. <laughs> the only reason I would consider pruning anything before next spring would be as if I had some really long branches that I was afraid was going to break in on ice load or snow load. Mm. And, I, and I might try and either tie them up and support them or cut them back lightly. But otherwise, wait till you see what, if any, damage is done over the winter. Uh, so next spring sometime and then cut it back to the size that you want to or to where the damage uh, ends and the good green stems are still going. Yep. I would agree okay. with that. All and right. then also, also, I might suggest that uh, make sure if it's under the eaves, uh, make sure that it gets some moisture, water it before, really well yeah. before you know it starts to get really super cold, and maybe put some mulch around for some protection. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Well, thank Talk you, Gary. to you next year. Hey, Gary. We have podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Online it's a possibility. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's just easier. <laughs> Thank you. you I love your Thanks. humor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Three five six nine three nine seven. Let's go back to the phones. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens and talk to Becky. Hey, good morning, Becky. Good morning. I've spent the last week digging my cannas, got them all cleaned up. I want to know the optimal temperature to store them. 42 and a half degrees. I think it needs to be below 50, absolutely. So so I say around 40-ish. Between 40 and 50 would yep. be probably just fine. Yep. And 42 and a half fills, falls into that a- area. So I think he's pretty it just, good. It on. just has to be cool and dark. <laughs> and make cool, sure, dark, and dry. Yeah, make sure you dry them dry well before you, start, before you do the storage. And the reality is most of us don't have a temperature. A consistent temperature in no, that range. That's so right. you're, you're probably going to be fortunate if you can get it between 50 and 60, realistically. Yeah. In but, a space that's conditioned so it's not going to freeze, so it's not going to be up and down and all over the board in terms of uh, temps. But like you say, the clean, dry, put it in a paper bag or in some light peat moss or something like that. And, uh, like that I think I have about. 50 pounds of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I know. You'll be looking up recipes, won't you? Oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) Wow. That's funny. So, okay. All right. Thank you so much. I want to make sure after all that work that I keep them, that they're all going to be good for next year. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And then you'll have 100 pounds after next year. (laughs) I, I know. That's what's happened. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. (laughs) <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks okay, bye. so much for calling in, Becky. It's fun to hear about it. Uh, 356-9397 is our phone number for Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I don't know if James is uh, still waiting, bless his heart, or not. Let's see if he is, though. James? Nope. Okay. Nope. He, well, maybe, uh, maybe now that he knows the lines are cleared. He'll give us a call back if he gets a chance. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. You know that's kind of the rewarding thing about cannas. Yes. Yeah. How they produce and expand 
Oh, for sure. I just had a customer tell me about uh, her harvest of, of cannas uh, a week or so ago. And she just was aghast at how many she had. Really? <laughs> they just reproduce like crazy. Well, and you can see landscapes where that's been the case. Yeah, for sure. Where you see the same canna planted in multiple places in their yard. Or, or you see a neighborhood that has cannas in every yard. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I love it. Because then you just share. I like that. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you get some compliments from your neighbors on a particular plant, then all of a sudden it's you, there. you gift it. <laughs> there you go. That's what gardening's about. So you're wrapping trees. You're planting bulbs if you haven't planted bulbs. You're mulching and you're cleaning up and you're considering watering some evergreens if we don't get a a good load of moisture in again. Yeah. Um, you're putting bear tree in, the SBM advanced yeah. systemics on Systemic if you haven't done that yet. We've got another call. Mm-hmm. You okay. <laughs> or I just thought you were giving some cool sign. <laughs> Rock on, dude. <laughs> Ring-a-ling-a-ling. Martin is calling in. Hey, good morning, Martin. Hi, how are you? Hey, we're doing great. How are you? I'm okay. I got a quick question. Um, I'm trying to put more uh, natural Illinois natives in my lawn, and I've gotten rid of a Japanese plum, and I want to replace it with a red bud. Um, and I was wondering, should I go ahead and plant that in now, or should I wait till spring? Do it now if you've got one. No, I don't have one. That, that was the question. Yeah, I'm not that, even sure might, that might be your one. challenge is finding one this time of year. Okay. Um, if you can find one, especially one that's container grown, uh, I wouldn't hesitate mm-hmm. it to get it in the ground. Um, okay. But uh, if if for some reason it's planted in a nursery, uh, I would not buy one that they would dig this time of year. I would let them dig it in the spring, or I'd wait and buy a container grown one and plant it in the spring. And this yeah. is for a red bud. Uh-huh. Red buds, yeah. And Barton, I have. Uh, a great selection of, of red buds coming next spring. There's so many new varieties in the market. It's about leaf color and size and form. But uh, yeah, we'll have some great ones in the spring. But right yeah, now, now, not, not so really. much. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, and if I can't find my red bud, but I feel a need to get started, I would consider even digging my hole. Yeah, and, and that, amending and, the soil. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and, and have it ready to go so it'll be easier to plant next spring. If it's a wet spring, you can just still probably get out there and make it happen oh, more yeah. easily. Oh yeah, I've I've definitely got the hole already because I got rid of the stump and it's all sitting there. <laughs> so I was oh use great, all the grinding material that I got from yeah, that, rock uh, on, old, yeah, old Japanese plum, and I was going to throw that back in and over as a cover. But do they always is is it better to get one that's a multi stem or is it better to get one that's a single? Stem? It's strictly personal preference. It's just a personal, look. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I prefer the multis personally, but. Uh, just that's only from an appearance standpoint to my eye because it's a more natural woodsy plant and Mm -hmm. because it's a more natural plant to me the multi-stem seems to be more consistent with that but they're both great okay all right well thank you so much i really appreciate it and if you look at some of the um cultivars that marianne was uh, talking about there's just so many different ones and whether they have more of a yellowish green leaf or whether they have and some of those have a, more of an orangish tinge to that yellow green leaf uh, she's got white buds um, she's got some that flowers are a little bit deeper purple some that are a little bit uh, more of a pinkish purple purple leaves uh, 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 some with purple leaves some with variegated leaves uh, I like those the more of the cultivars that she's talking about in the industry are grown as a single stem 
and not okay. so much in a clump form. So that may influence what you try, try to do, whether you want to go with a, a traditional one that's more available in a single or in a multi-clump form. They're but all pretty cold. All the cultivars are pretty much single stems. The ones that you have east of your building there, are, is the reason why that got me interested in it. Isn't that a beautiful stand oh of gosh. trees? That is yes. really gorgeous. Yes, So absolutely. what cultivar is that one? Do you know? uh, I think that's just a straight species. I don't think that's a cultivar at all. Okay. Uh, the, the, my yeah, my favorite that Marianne sells in a multi-stem is a variety that was developed up in Minnesota. It's very, very tough, and the, to me, the flower color is just a little bit deeper purple. And it's, it's basically Circe's canadensis, which is the just the, the regular species, but they call it the Minnesota strain. And they do; it is available single stem and multiple stem now. So I can I I think I've ordered both. I can't remember, but they're really tough. I mean, they really tolerate cold. And the redbud's an amazingly okay. tough plant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's one of the. F- few ornamental trees around here that would be equally good out in the country as it would be yeah. um, in this in, in town, wow. in an urban area. As far as reliable bloom and winter hardiness, it's, it's just really a tough tree. And surprisingly, takes a whole lot of sun. I mean, it's really an understory plant. Yeah. And it, it wants to have a little bit of uh, shade protection, but I have mine in full sun in the country, and they're just perfect. It's great. Yeah, the place where it's going is on the southeast, so it's going to get quite about about eight plus hours of sun a day with no problem. And then yep. by the time wow. it gets to the hotter part of the day, it'll be gone. And, and then I have it, one other tree question that I thought about. It. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. That's fine. The the black gum tree. Oh yeah. What do you think about that in this area? Is it too far west for that tree? No. Oh. Do you live in town or out in the country? No, I live in town, but I have a, I have about a half acre lot, and I want to go ahead and plant. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Don't hesitate. It's a beautiful oh, tree. I just I just bought a couple of those this summer for uh, the street for a street tree in town. Um, okay. I, they just look lovely, and, and it was approved by the city, so it, it's a great tree. Just beautiful form, a little bit smaller than most shade trees. And I'm really looking forward to the fall color. Really, really, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's November 13th, and I she's know, saying she's looking mine, forward to the fall color. I'm mine, hoping she still gets it. Mine are still green, that, which is great. They're supposed to be green. <laughs> that's okay. It's Gotta a love weather, right? That's, that's exactly right, honey. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're a fantastic tree, but I, I've got a couple out in the country, and I'm less enthusiastic about them because they invariably get a little bit too cold and the leaves start to dry up and oh. fall off before they can enjoy that rich deep red too bad. fall color so but for in town it'd be one of my top trees one Absolutely. of my favorite first choices oh great well, thank you no, so much cur- i really do appreciate it it's okay oh, that martin we appreciate you calling in take care all right thanks Bye-bye. you too Bye bye. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. Really, we only have about three or four minutes left of the show. Can't believe it. This is well, in the past. What could you do in three or four minutes in the garden, kids? Ah. <laughs> These two would get a lot done. Break. Yeah. Boy, after oh, are you the kidding? winds the past couple of she days. Whiz. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm gonna get those trees wrapped if I get three or four minutes this next week. That's good. How about a quick text? From Steve, is there such a thing as dormant grass seeding, and when should it be done? Dormant grass seeding. 
Is there such a thing? Well, technically, you're probably it's dormant every time you put it down. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you could put it down now, and you'll have most of it over winter. So, if pretend the soil was workable, and you needed to. to till it up or level it out or whatever you could put the seed down now it wouldn't be my first choice but if the soil is more workable now than perhaps what you're going to run into in the spring it's a consideration what would your first choice be uh in the fall in august or september oh a little bit earlier yeah quite, yeah, a, quite a bit yeah. and then uh, my second late, choice yeah. would probably be in the spring and but yeah, you, you could, but you wouldn't find it recommended anywhere. I, I think you really need to get it incorporated into the soil also because the birds are going to eat it. It's mm. going to blow. It's going to yeah. get raked away, or, you know, whatever you're doing in your, your yard. But Yeah, that's the key to get it, yeah, get it really incorporated. incorporated. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just losing it, losing it in your, yeah, but if your you, money. You know, if you were going to be on a tropical island next spring for like three months and you weren't going to get around to it and you had an opportunity to do it now and work it into the soil, sure, mm-hmm. I would do it. I love I'm the gonna, way you think. I'm going to work on that tropical island thing yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's buying. All right. Well, if anybody is having a hard time getting into the Christmas spirit, come Come on into Prairie Gardens. You betcha. Christmas open house today and tomorrow. Totally Christmas. And again, fresh boughs. That'd be the other thing I'd be doing gardening-wise. Oh, for sure. If given a chance. You you can still move your hands and fingers while you're installing things outdoors. What? Like you cut your own boughs from well, your yard, you mean? No, we've no. got them for sale out here in two-pound bunches. Oh, so you don't have to cut your own. I don't want my pots. bushes to start growing. No. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. You listen. Oh, my gosh. Thank you very much. All right. Lots of great deals going on for the open house. You also have all of the Christmas trees on display where folks can come on through yeah. and uh, vote for their favorite one. And, and perhaps win even it. Win it. That's right. Yeah. Up to a $2,000 value, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. 1200 A lot. <laughs> More than yeah. I would have to spend. Yeah. But, but again, <laughs> like we it. said earlier in the show, it's a great time to talk to John and Des and Brian and Diane and Jeannie and all the people that chose this merchandise and have designed and put it together. See that it's great designs from the design center down there. Uh, yeah. Lots of great table pieces and wall decor, front door decor going out. So... Yeah. Lots of fun. Lots of great ideas. And you can buy just the few things you need to just make that special touch. Uh, and old stuff, just freshen up a look even with a few quick pieces. All right. Very good. Come in and enjoy the three-day specials going on through tomorrow while they last. Those Cardinal Bowls, 20 bucks. Some of the pillows and uh, runners and night lights and... Lights, signs, and lights. And you still have a lot of deals going on in the boutique as well, right? I know the the pashmina, pashmina scarves, scarves. four ninety seven. Yeah, uh, I look again, looking at some of the sales soft. recap reports. They're one of the more frequently ones up there, and surprisingly, even at only four ninety seven, they're up there in the dollars, just because so many were sold of each one. I think she's got about sure. ten or twelve choices still. It's really cool. Uh, different so, colors. I, I yesterday had a ton of fun. They we got so backed up that they called people up to help bag merchandise Ooh. for the cashiers 
and it was dangerous because I'm thinking, oh, I need that, I need that. <laughs> things, I, things I don't see because because there's so many things to look for at. For something dangerous, don't tell people it that. Is, they won't come in the it store. It is dangerous. Well, they can oh, come in and help back. Things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. You could do that. Come help get your fix. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, and especially for those families where this is a tradition year after year to come and uh, experience Prairie Gardens when it's totally Christmas. Yeah, for sure. Come on out. It's do it again this year. That's right. All right. Merry Christmas, y'all. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, too. That, too. Yeah. You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with Plant Experts Marianne Metz, Don Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer today was Mr. Ed Bond. We'll have a podcast of the show available later today at WDWS.com. Just click on Multimedia and Podcasts. We also have previous shows available there as well. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you all have a wonderful weekend and come out and enjoy the open house.